The Cardinals in the Seattle series on a good note. Why Lars Nootbaar needs to remain as the leadoff hitter of this team, plus a preview of their next opponent, the San Francisco Giants. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, and you can find us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and comment so you can interact with us. Hit that notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming a Major League Baseball GM and managing your own baseball franchise, then this game is definitely for you. Download the game by visiting ultimatebaseballgm.com. You can also look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when you use the promo code locked on in all caps. My dog is over there choking on something. Sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into things here. The uh, Cardinals lose another series. Wah, wah. This time they lose to the Seattle Mariners, but just like the series before that against Arizona and just like the one before that against the Pirates and hold on, just like the one before that against the Rockies, they close out the series with a solid win. And the pattern I've picked up on recently is this when it comes to this Cardinals team. Game one of a new series, the Cardinals lose. And usually it's like a really bad game, like an ugly loss where nothing is going right. They haven't won an opening game series yet this season. We know that. The next game in the series, the Cardinals will play a little bit better before there's like one bad inning that torpedoes things, and then they lose in disappointing fashion. And then in the last game, everything kind of comes together. It's like everything clicks, everything, they figure it all out. And then they give you that win, and it leaves you saying, see, I knew that they were better than those other games. Here's the real team. Now we're cooking. And unfortunately... They don't keep cooking. In fact, the cycle starts all over again, and they end up losing. And that's how we get to this 9-13 and record on April 24th that has the team six and a half games back of first place, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, that's right. The Pirates have reeled off seven wins in a row since leaving Bush Stadium and have swept the Rockies. They just swept the Reds and have now jumped in front of Milwaukee for the lead in the division. The Pirates are a good team, and I've kept up watching some of their games. They're not blowing people out, although they had some uh, crooked numbers against Colorado, but against this, uh, the Reds this past week, they weren't blowing them out or anything, but they were doing little things, moving runners over, sacrifice bunting, sacrifice flies, stuff like that. That's how they're getting it done, and then they're getting solid pitching. They've got the second-best record in the league behind the Tampa Bay Rays now, and Milwaukee has the third-best record in baseball, followed by Baltimore and Texas. Like, nobody saw any of this coming. And if someone tells you they did, they're a liar. Now, yesterday, the Cardinals came out quickly, getting a leadoff dinger by our guy Lars Newbard. Newt back in the uh, number one spot in this game. Uh, first pitch of the game, too, which is awesome. 
second home run of the season for Newt Bar. Then Goldie doubles, then Gorman singles, then the struggling Nolan Arnato strikes out, but they pull off the old strike him out, throw him out play. But while the Mariners throw out the runner at second base, Paul Goldschmidt sneaking across the plate at home, grab a 2-0 lead. And for all the talk uh, earlier on in the season about them failing and falling behind early in games in the first inning, hasn't been a problem recently. The Cardinals haven't done that. I think it's the last four games now where they've actually taken the lead. They've been the ones jumping on top early, which which is great to see. But then, like, the ugly inning happens. And and it's happened almost every game where a Cardinal starter will have one bad inning where the other team puts up a crooked number and the team never seems to recover from it. On Sunday, that was the second inning for Jack Flaherty. The the Mariners played three to take a 3-2 to lead. But credit to the boys, they don't fold their tent. They don't quit. They battled again, scoring another run in the third inning on a two-out RBI single by Tyler O'Neill. That ties it up. Uh, then they score three in the fourth inning on Storm and Norman Gorman's uh, tw- <laughs> his sixth uh, dinger of the year. A three-run blast to right, giving the Cardinals the lead for good, and they go on to win this one 7-3. to three. And according to Rob Raines at stlsportspage.com, Gorman is only the third player. 22 years old or younger in franchise history to drive in 22 runs or more in the first 22 games of a season. So that's the kind of pace he's on right now. The other two, by the way, you've heard of them. Albert Pujols, 25 RBIs in 2001, and Joe Medwick with 24 in 1934. Flaherty looked awesome. Minus that tough second inning. Goes six innings, strikes out nine, gives the Cardinals just their third quality start of the season. Jack Flaherty's been pretty good. He's got the whole walk thing figured out after those first two uh, games where he walks seven and then six. Since then, he's been pretty good. Jordan Montgomery has the other two quality store starts, by the way. So that's something you need the rest of the uh, the rotation to pick up on and give them some more innings. But let's focus on this one for, for now. Jack Flaherty, excellent. Bullpen, excellent. Been strong most of the year, too. They shut down Seattle the rest of the way. You saw the return of Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung back in the lineup, and I know a lot of us were all like, really? He's going to go right back in there? He tells all of us to shut the hell up, and his superhero alter ego, Paul DeGon, shows up in the first game. He goes yard, three for four. Cardinals get a solid all-around win to leave Seattle on a happy flight. Now, there is one thing that happened twice in this series, twice, and it's happened three of the last five games that Ali has done that has made me quite happy. And I'll tell you what that move is next when I break down the good, the bad, and the ugly of this series on Locked on Cardinals. If you love baseball and not just, you know, what happens on the field, but all of the aspects uh, about baseball, we're talking salary, drafting, scouting, et cetera, all of this stuff, we've got a game for you if that interests you. Pro Baseball GM combines your dream of being a major league GM with the fun and enjoyment of a video game. You'll be in charge of managing all the aspects about being the GM on the team. Like uh, we're talking about hiring the right coaches. That's obviously important. People want to fire Ali. You can fire your manager in this game if you want to. If you're fed up, go for it. Um, You got to manage your team finances. You don't want to overpay for people. You got to scout. You got to draft. You got to deal with the personalities. All of this is in a challenging and realistic game world. And Ultimate Baseball GM on top of being fun, it's free which is great as well. And it's playable offline, so you can play whenever and wherever you want. So, you know, if you're at work and you're taking a break, you don't have to have, like, amazing Wi-Fi to log into to, to play this. It's, it's available offline, so that's a bonus. 
Locked on Cardinals, speaking of bonuses, you're getting a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game by visiting probaseballgm.com. You can also scan the code below if you're watching on YouTube or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. The Cardinals are in San Francisco tonight, and be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Uh, looking for a good game by Jordan Montgomery tonight, the big lefty back on the mound. Uh, for my everydayers out there, we want to thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Obviously, during this series, we're going to break down all the good and the bad that goes along with what's happening against the Giants. We're hoping for more good than bad, but uh, we appreciate you stopping in each and every day. Now, despite the win on Sunday, the Cardinals did lose this series, okay? feels like you, you come away with that win on Sunday and you're feeling all good about yourself, but they did lose the series. Um, but it wasn't all bad, and it never usually is. So let's point out some good stuff here as we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly. In fact, there is something that manager Ali Marmel has done in three of the last five games that I'm quite pleased with, and he did it twice in this series, and that is by moving one Lars Nupar to the top of the order, where he belongs, at the top of this lineup. Now, last week, I begged and I pleaded for this move to finally occur. And it finally happened in Tuesday's game against Arizona. The Cardinals lost that game 8-7, to seven, but it wasn't an offense problem in that one. That was the infamous six-run fourth where, you know, guys are hitting pitches off the bounce for two-run doubles, okay? <laughs> he wasn't in the leadoff spot on Wednesday when the Cardinals won 14-5 because he wasn't in the lineup because they had a lefty, Madison Bumgarner, on the mound. Friday, it was Donovan again who was at the top of the lineup. He goes 0-4, no walks, 2Ks. Team loses 5-2. to two. But then on Saturday, Newt's back at the top of the order against Luis Castillo, one of the best right-handers in the game. The Cardinals end up squandering a lead and lose that game 5-4, to four, but Newt goes 1-4 for four with a run and a walk. He did whiff three times, which is not good, but it's Luis Castillo. He strikes a lot of people out. Um, but he, he was on base, two out of five plate appearances in that one. Then on Sunday, he rips the first pitch for a home run to set the tone, goes 3-5 for five on the day with two runs scored. Oddly, no walks yesterday, which is which is weird because he's been outstanding at getting base on ball so far this season. He's second on the team and walks behind Goldie, and he's done it in 13 less games. So if that tells you what kind of eye Lars Newbar has. So here's your leadoff stats right now when it comes to the, the two main leadoff guys. You've got Brendan Donovan and you've got Lars Newbar. Okay. This is my argument here. Brendan Donovan, who has been in the who has been the leadoff hitter. Most of the season, 74 plate appearances. He's hitting 254 with two home runs, five RBIs, 11 runs scored, just five walks, and 15 strikeouts for an OBP of 311. He's only had one other plate appearance where he's not batting leadoff so far this season. He did single in that at bat. So, in just leadoff numbers, in just batting leadoff, his stats are a 242 average, OBP 301. And his OPS plus is at 82. League average is 100 when it comes to OPS plus. Lars Nupar on the season in just 36 plate appearances. So basically half as many as Donovan is hitting 280, two home runs, four RBIs, seven runs scored, 11 walks, eight strikeouts, has an OBP of 500. He's getting on base half the time. But wait, there's more. In the three games that he has batted leadoff, 
Lars Newbart is hitting 417. He's got five hits, three walks, four runs scored, and his OBP is 533, and his OPS plus is 221. Again, league average is 100. He's at 221. In my opinion, the Cardinals have found their leadoff hitter. And it, it, I hate that it has taken as long as it has for them to, to, to keep him there. I don't even know if they're going to yet, but I don't see why not. He was good enough to hit leadoff for the entire country of Japan. He was their table setter as they went on to win the World Baseball Classic. Why is he not always at the top of the order for the St. Louis Cardinals? I don't know. It'd be different if Brennan Donovan was doing well. He's not. And the walks is the real problem. They're getting on base just in any way, shape, or form. Something Brennan Donovan did last year, he's not doing this year. He just doesn't have the walks. Maybe too aggressive. I, I'm not completely sure. I haven't watched every single at bat he's taken, but um, maybe putting a little bit too much pressure on himself. It's the way people are pitching him. I don't know, but the numbers aren't adding up. But new bars are. And the injury set him back for sure, right? He plays opening day and then gets hurt. So obviously he's been out for a while and maybe Ollie was just letting him kind of get back into things before moving him back to the top spot. That could be, but I don't see how he doesn't stay there for the foreseeable future, right? And we know it's not a matchup thing. Brendan Donovan hits left-handed exclusively as well, just like Newt Bar. So in my eyes, Newt's the guy, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I also love, credit to Ali on this too, that yesterday he tinkered with the lineup a little bit, split up Goldie and Arenado. They're always three and four, right? Broke it up yesterday, had Gorman in between them to not only break up the righty-righty situation, but Gorman's been hot, man. <laughs> like he really has. And if he's your best hitter, which he kind of has been this whole time, why, why not have him in the cleanup spot? Until proven otherwise, Scooch him up. But I'm glad to see some movement in the lineup card based on how guys are performing, which is something that I thought he was going to do more of, and he kind of was sticking with where everybody was at the beginning of the season. Now he's moving things around a little bit, and I think it breathes a little bit of life into this lineup. Uh, the bad. How about the one bad inning problem that continues to follow this team around? Um, and I don't expect these guys to be perfect. Nobody is. But it's happening not just in games they lose, but it's also happening in the games that they win, where it's just like one bad inning. One thing, one inning just kind of goes haywire, and it screws everything up. Friday, it was the three runs in the sixth inning with the leadoff walk, which we know is a problem. Can't have that happen. They always score, it seems. Uh, and then you had the wild pitches, and it's just a bad inning. Saturday, you had the two-run seventh, which they almost got out of. Like, I thought, I thought Gallegos was going to get him out of that. I really did. And then it was Suarez, like, ugh, so frustrating. But uh, leadoff walk in that inning started all the problems. Then you had the two-out single by Suarez. Uh, Sunday, you had the three runs in the second inning against Flaherty. Uh, a lot of that damage done just with, with two outs in the inning. You got you to gotta be able to shut that thing down. They're starting, if they start to eliminate that inning. So the one big problem was they were falling behind early, remember? And they were giving up first inning runs and they were playing catch up the rest of the game. They've kind of fixed that so far. Now they need to start eliminating that, well, that one inning in games, or at least just limiting the damage that happens in that one inning. Instead of giving up three or four runs, like if they can limit it to one or two, you could probably live with that. And I think their record would be much better. Uh, now the ugly, and you're not going to see this guy's name in this section very often, but the struggles are real right now for one Nolan Arenado. 
Uh, one for four on Friday, one for four over the ribby and three strikeouts on Saturday, then one for five and two strikeouts on Sunday. In his last 14 days, he's hitting 235, one home run, six RBIs, 14 strikeouts and just four walks and 55 plate appearances. Very unlike Arenado numbers. Like that's just not, that's not him. He's just really fighting it right now, trying to figure things out. There's a, a, a great line in the movie 10 Cup with Kevin Costner. I know it's a golf movie, but when he's got the shanks going on and he's like, my, my, my swing feels like uh, an unfolded lawn chair. That's where Nolan Arenado is right now. He just cannot, nothing feels right is what I'm guessing, because he just looks uncomfortable up there. You know he's going to break out of it at some point, but it's been a rough go for the Cardinals cleanup hitter lately. And he's not the only one. Like, I'm not giving a free pass here to uh, Paul Goldschmidt either. He's also struggled his last 14 days, hitting 239, one home run, seven RBIs, eight walks, and 10 strikeouts. So he's not striking out as much. He's walking more, so it doesn't seem as bad. But he's not doing anything special at the moment. Um, Not bashing them. Uh, That's not what I'm doing here. I'm not freaking out about them. They're going to, at the end of the year, they're going to have their numbers. I'm just pointing out where, even the best of the best have been struggling, which doesn't help the Cardinals' cause of trying to break out of this this funk that they've been in since the start of the season. It makes it very, very difficult when your two best hitters go cold. Boys are going to begin a four-game series against the Giants tonight. We're going to preview that series next on Locked on Cardinals. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and we're always changing. You know, you're you're not the same person after college as you were when you were in high school. You know, things change. You live, you learn, you make mistakes, you grow inside and out. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do. You know, have you ever, you know, blown up at a significant other or a family member just out of nowhere? And you're like, why did, why did I react that way? This is where better help can help you. You talk things through and it's always nice to have someone there just to listen. And that's where, where better help can, can benefit you. They connect you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey or self-discovery from wherever you are, good or bad. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. Now, if you're looking for a snack and you're somebody who, uh, you know, likes to work out, likes to stay in shape, that's great. Maybe you're just trying to eat a little bit better. That's fine, too. Delicious snack that's good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. If you're like me and you want you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise taste because nobody wants to eat something that tastes like like cardboard. That that's not good. <laughs> that's not fun. Built bars and Built Puffs taste fantastic. Covered in 100% real dark chocolate and an available in unbelievable flavors. You got my favorite, which is peanut butter brownie, but churro, fantastic. Cookies and cream, can't go wrong there either. And they taste like candy bars, but they maintain the amazing macros. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Have you looked at how much protein that is compared to some of the other things that are out there? Just blows it away. And you can head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars, four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or the coconut puff if you like coconut. 
If Sam's Club is something that's closer to you, run in and grab their big one, the 13-bar box with hit flavors, brownie, batter puff, and churro puff. For the latest updates and flavors, make sure you got it bookmarked. Hit them up at Built.com. The Cardinals will be at Oracle Park in San Francisco tonight, one of the more beautiful parks in all of baseball. Uh, the team will once again try to get that, that opening series victory, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Cardinals. The San Francisco Giants have won two in a row, uh, ended up splitting that series against the Mets, but they won their last two. But they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 and 8-13 and 13 on the year. Been a tough go for them as well. They're in fourth place in the NL West ahead of only Colorado. Their offense, not great. Ranks 20th in team batting average. They're third in home runs, which is what they excel at. They've got 33 of those on the season. But with that power, they're also striking out a lot. They lead all of baseball with 226 strikeouts so far on the season. The Cardinals, 184. So by comparison, you're like, wow, that is a lot. Uh, they don't run much. They've only got 11 stolen bases, and they're kind of in the middle of pack and walks at 73. So just looking at those numbers, uh, the game plan really could should be keep the ball in the ballpark, and you have a really good chance of beating them and slowing down their offense. Uh, their leading hitter is Tyro Estrada. He's batting 329 on the season. He's also tied for the team lead in home runs with four. He's also got some speed. He leads their team in stolen bases with five, which is basically half of what the whole team has. Um, another name to keep an eye on, Mike Yastrzemski has been hot lately, hitting 368 with two home runs and six RBIs in his last five games. But none of the guys that are really on the on the roster scare you all that much. You know, it, it's not you're going to recognize some of the names like J.D. Davis, Um Michael Conforto is on the team, but he hasn't looked good at all so far this season. So um, it's not a lineup that you should be freaked out about. Pitching wise, they're not they're not all that special either. Team ERA at 444. Cardinals are at 466. Uh, both teams have 199 strikeouts, but the Giants, here's where they don't, where they are better, is they don't walk people. They have just 54 walks on the season, which is the lowest in all of Major League Baseball. The Cardinals aren't too bad at 77, but um, it just shows you the Giants are going to be around the plate, okay? So they're, they're going to be throwing strikes. So be ready to hit. <laughs> Tonight's matchup, Jordan Montgomery against right-hander Alex Cobb, who was 0-2, but uh, he's not had a bad season. He's ERA 279, 22 Ks to just three walks. Again, a guy who's going to be around the zone, so you got to swing the bat tonight. Uh, the Giants are hitting just 215 against left-handers this season with a league-high 88 strikeouts, and only seven of those 33 home runs that they have are against left-handers. So it could be a good night and a big night for Jordan Montgomery. Um, neither of these teams have faced each other's pitchers very often. The Cardinals um, have only had a few guys with some at-bats against Cobb. The one guy who's had some success, though, which is good news, Nolan Arnato, who needs to break out, hitting 500 against him in his career with a home run. Uh, again, small sample size, but it's uh, six at bats. And hardly anybody over on the Giants side has seen Jordan Montgomery pitch at all. So this could be a pitcher's duel tonight. That's the way it could shape up. But uh looks like leaning towards the Cardinals for a victory in this one, just the way it kind of looks. First pitch is going to be at 845 St. Louis time. Once again, to my every, everydayers, thank you very much for, for stopping in each and every day, even on the weekends when I throw up a, uh, another episode, which I did on Saturday. You guys came through, and I, I appreciate you guys being a part of this each and every day. A reminder to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast tonight and throughout the series. 
in San Francisco with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search, search Cardinals. Um, if you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube to help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 